Hello and welcome to UC Today. My name's David Dungay. Today I'm joined by Paul Sparta, CEO of VBrick. Welcome to the show, Paul. How are you? Doing well. Good to see you, David. Happy to be here. Fantastic. So today we're going to be talking about uh, well, video, but more importantly, being, um, being present uh, where work happens and why video must be a part of that. So uh, before we get into that conversation, uh, Paul, do you want to give us a quick rundown of um, VBrick and yourself? Yeah, I'm the CEO and chairman of the board at VBrick uh, Systems. VBrick is a longtime provider of enterprise video platforms. So we focus on uh, the enterprise, the business, and primarily, you know, the movement, integration, and distribution of video uh, within within large enterprises. So uh, most, of, you know, got a large uh, global 200 customer list and uh, continue to press ahead there. Great. Well, let's outline some of those big challenges you're seeing at the moment. Um, you know, what are the big challenges uh, you're seeing when it comes to organizations really utilizing video today? Yeah, I think there's a good bit of confusion right now. I, um, you know, and part of the reason is post COVID, everybody, you know, rushed to make sure they had conferencing capability, those kinds of capabilities, virtual events capability, those sorts of things. And it's not quite enterprise video. I think people are realizing that the meeting platforms do something, you know, very specific and, and very differentiated that certainly VBrick can't do. But then there's, you know, another aspect of video, which is the stored video on demand understanding what the content is on that video, making it get distributed. And I think there's been some, you know, market confusion about sort of where the, what the need is and post COVID now, and we're seeing return to work, uh, the, the more strategic questions of, of, of how are we going to get the value of video in, you know, the business process has become a real question. And I think, um, you know, the, the, the fog is clearing a little bit, but there's still some confusion over, well, what does an events platform do? What does a meeting and conferencing system do? What's a collab system do? What does an external marketing video management platform do? And they're all slightly different things. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you touched on it there. I mean, let's talk about that a little bit more, um, especially around how embedding video in the different parts of that workflow can really benefit businesses. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, it's very easy to say, right? And we wouldn't be the first company to say, wow, you know, you want to get video as part of everything you do in your enterprise. That's a, a noble and easy thing to say, but but what does it really mean? And I, I think from my perspective and from Vbrick's perspective, the, the issue is you want the video where you're working. You don't want, I mean, a video portal is a great thing. A video library is a great thing. A live broadcast system is a great thing. They're all things you have to have. But your solution for enterprise video can't be go to the video portal and sort it out. Um, I mean, that can be useful and you still need video portals. But the real issue and the real benefit comes from what am I doing as a person in the organization? Am I a customer care person? Am I a uh, customer facing uh, salesperson? I'm an R&D person or a researcher. And at the moment I'm doing something. And I'm using possibly other applications, other work processes, and video would be helpful. You want the video to be right there with the right context, the right things being served up, the right accessibility. So whether it's a salesperson that wants to broadcast to two or 300 people worldwide at the press of a button and have that integrated into calendar or their CRM, or whether it's somebody, you know, working on some piece of machinery looking at you know an automated maintenance guide and then getting to a point where, oh geez, what would be really helpful right now is to see 
the experienced technician's latest updates on what's happening with this piece of equipment or or a customer care person being right there on topic to see other more current issues, many of which were captured via video. So being embedded in the process is like having video where the work is, is really the key is, is a big key to getting value out of, you know, a video enabled enterprise. Yeah. I mean, so many, so many businesses are looking, businesses are looking at efficiencies now and productivity as well. Uh, what, what a great way to, you know, ratchet that up a little bit in terms of uh, your output from your, from your workforce. Um, yeah, I, do want to talk I think about, it's critical. Yeah, absolutely. I do want to talk about Microsoft's um, ECDN as well. And maybe you could um, give a little bit of uh, an introduction to what that is and why businesses should consider that service. And I'm also really interested in what Vbrick's doing around that to sort of differentiate. Yeah, I mean, I think that the the bigger companies, I mean, clearly there there are a few that we're all familiar with that are dominant in the conferencing and in, and in the case of Microsoft, you know, much more broadly um, uh, with Teams and Zoom was another one uh, and WebEx, of course, uh, also being uh, stalwart there. But, um, you know, one of the issues on video distribution and then Microsoft and, and both Google uh, both have have um, added the ability to do what's called peer to peer distribution within the enterprise, and that's the ability for you know it's always tr- when you're on the public internet, everybody's used to Netflix and uh, and you, know, you have and, and homes are rel- households are relatively small, so we're used to this idea that there's an arbitrary amount of bandwidth all the time available to us. We can watch any Netflix or or Amazon Prime show or Apple whatever um, Ted Lasso or what have you, right at uh, you know, extremely good quality, just it just works. Uh, it doesn't work that way in the enterprise when you when you have to go into private networks that are secure, they may be limited, there's other things running. And um, a peer-to-peer capability is a way to have the first um, uh, client, essentially, that sees content be able to distribute it to other clients. And Vbrick has a technology like that also. And it's a good, like, easy way to kind of distribute video. But it also has um, it has its limits, and it, you know part of its limit is it's a bit of an uncontrolled thing in some circumstances where you just have computers talking to each other. And for security reasons, um, you know a lot of industries, particularly financial services, life sciences, healthcare, uh, a lot of government do not want uh, peer-to-peer activity um, going on, sort of willy-nilly in their in their networks. So there needs to be you know, other more advanced and secure and careful, you know, ways of distributing video and making video at quality work. And so Vbrick, um, you know, has a suite of that and, and including our own P2P capability. But you really you need these multiple modalities of, you know, multicast, caching, um, peer to peer. There are a lot of different ways um, uh, to make this work within an enterprise. And, you know, you, you can't just do one of them and expect to be successful there. Yeah, I'm. I'm really actually really interested in your thoughts and opinions on uh, video quality at the minute. And you mentioned it there. You know, we're all at home. We're uh, we're used to that sort of Netflix experience, and it just it being great quality and just working first time every time. Um, but when it comes to video in, in in the enterprise industry, we were talking about that that relationship between voice and video, and it always used to be the case. And in rewind a few years, that you know it was all about voice. As long as the voice is okay, we'd put up with the the shoddy video. Um, but now you see a definite flip in that opinion. You know, people they need that that crystal clear video, perhaps even more than the voice. 
Well, I think the real ubiquity of, of conferencing systems is making people understand that there's value in seeing somebody's face. It, it, it improves the communication, right? It, it, that's just if you're, you know, for that purpose, right? Of just looking at people, you know, in calls and meetings. And, um, you know, it, it, I mean, I can remember 10, 12 years ago, uh, where, you know, we can't use video. Why? Because even the smallest image is going to destroy the network, right? And, and yeah. we're going to see, broken up choppy video now with the ubiquity of live streaming and what the consumer experience is, there's just an expectation that um, if I'm going to have an image, it, it ought to be pretty clear. Um, and whether that's utterly rational and a practical thought or not, it is a, it's a user expectation. And, um, and I, I think we now have to realize that the business networks and the business delivery has to, has to at least approach the experience that we're getting in um the you know the consumer industry so you know that's something that um whether we like it or not the expectation is uh people want to be seen in the best possible way and they want to see as many people as they can and they want to see as much detail as they can so uh this is the reality absolutely so we're getting towards the end of the session i've got one last question before we go though paul um i want to i want to hear your top tips for those organizations watching today who are on that that journey to optimize their video and put those those videos uh that video into their workflows you know what are your top tips for making that happen for transitioning um to that sort of optimal scenario well i think the first thing you have to do is you do have to have a solid distribution strategy you've got to make sure that whatever you're going to do you got to make sure the video is going to get there and it's going to get there at scale and it's going to get there in an efficient way. I think that's just sort of a, a prerequisite. I think the second piece is you need a, a platform, right? The sys these systems have to be open, meaning we think about this with documents and workflow and processes. You, you're able to put those together and, and organize things the way you need them. And video needs to be the same way. You have to have a platform so that you can go get it, pass information, obtain the right information, and so that different types of systems can communicate with an enterprise video system. Otherwise, you've just sort of created another silo that is disconnected from the corporate workflow process. Um, you know, and the, and the last piece really is the security and permissions and data ownership framework. Um, no one really cares who can watch, everybody can watch everything on Netflix if you only had a billion hours in your life to do it. There's no reason why you can't watch everything. But that is absolutely not true, of course, in the corporate world. There are, there are plenty of things. There are just meetings that take place. They get automatically recorded on conference systems that have company confidential information on there. And it's very important that that is secured. Only the right people are seeing that. You understand what content is on there. So there, there's a whole big mess of security and context that is, is you know, not just critical, but required for business. It's, it's, it's a basic bar that the consumer world doesn't address. So I think, you know, always be aware of those things because uh, I think people look at, you know, what may be the most sexy thing right now, but the real question is, can you actually deploy it and use it throughout the enterprise if you're successful? And that's what we're seeing. Once it gets successful, the adoption goes up quite substantially. Fantastic. So, Paul, um, I think that's a great place to end today's discussion. Thank you so much for joining me and sharing your insights on the yeah, Thanks video. for having me, David. Always a pleasure.
Thank you. And oh, thanks again. Always a pleasure. Sorry. To interrupt. <laughs> and thank you for watching. You've been watching me, David Dungate, on UC Today. If you like today's discussion, give us a like and a share on social media. It's much appreciated. That's it from me. See you next time.